0: Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to Corbett Report. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. You're tuned into Solutions Watch here in September of 2023. And today I have a special treat lined up for you. I have a repeat guest here on Solutions Watch, someone that you should know by now from our previous conversation on how to present info for visual learners, where we talked to Etienne de la Boétie Squared about his book Government, the Biggest Scam in History. And I know that that was a successful and popular conversation because... His sight went down, and he had uh, problems keeping the uh, book in stock after our conversation, so I know that a lot of people resonated with what we were talking about there. If you haven't seen that yet, of course, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go back to that previous conversation and refresh yourself with that material. But for now, let's, uh, let's bring him on, as well as a new guest to Solutions Watch. We have Etienne De La Boite Squared and Kel- Kenny Palerentano if I am pronouncing that correctly. Um, Kenny at good to have you here.
1: It is good to be with you and your audience. Yeah, thanks for
0: having us, James. It is good to have you here. And today we're going to be talking about something that I have mentioned um, in in passing in previous editions of Solutions Watch, but uh, which I've never really dove into, which is White Rose or The White Rose. I'm not sure if there is a the on the beginning of it. I'm not sure exactly the details of this organization, how it came about, etc. But we are about to get a deep dive on that. So, um, Kenny Etchen, tell us about White Rose.
2: All right. Um, well, I guess first we'll start really briefly with the historical White Rose, uh, the White Rose in World War II being uh, the anti-Nazi propagandists giving out brochures, just spreading information, and started by Sophie Scholl, who was executed for that. And then fast forward 60 years plus, and when COVID hit, uh, some folks in the UK decided to start a new version of the White Rose with that same intention of spreading guerrilla propaganda. If we have lots of people spreading out information in their areas, all decentralized, then it's going to be really hard to stop. And especially in the world that we have now, where so much of the media is controlled by you know Google and yeah it's such a tight, tight monopoly. So getting out into the real world where we can put up stickers, you can put up, you know, anything that people can actually see really seems to have a, a great effect. And so basically this, what this started with is a telegram group that's now up to like 44,000 members. And then some folks that started making sticker designs, like uh, here's a couple, oh, yep, there's the, the <laughs> <laughs> digital version. Uh, so there's, Hundreds of them at this point. When you join the Telegram group, uh, you can just click to download a zip file that has all of those images in them, and then you buy this here Brother printer, which is a hundred dollars a piece. And the stickers are on rolls, and it's thermal paper, so there's no ink needed, and they're pretty much waterproof. So for 120 bucks, somebody can get you know a thousand feet of the sticker rolls and one of these printers and start mass producing propaganda uh since 2020 i've i've bought six of these printers and given them away to different communities where i found people that were really excited so they could start spinning it up and yeah i've been going to a lot of the conferences and stuff i go to i just bring a big box of these and just set them all out at a table and just you know a little sign that says take as many as you want because yeah it's like a tenth of a penny to produce basically And then when I walk around towns, I've usually got them in my pockets and I just slap them up as I go. And it's, uh, yeah, thousands and thousands of people all around the world. It's been translated into dozens of languages so far. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, Yeah, getting into the real world, getting decentralized and getting that message right in front of people in a way that can't really be stopped. The really entertaining thing is when people do try to stop them and you'll see like claw marks through the stickers because they try to like tear them off of things and they stick really well.
1: (laughs) They look great on uh, gas pumps and police cars. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there you go. I would never advocate doing anything illegal, of course, with any of these (laughs) stickers. But at any rate, uh, you you use the term propaganda. I prefer the term anti-ganda because really this is counteracting or going against the propaganda. Uh, But it can be extremely effective. I had a Solutions Watch on anti-ganda where I referenced the White Rose and uh, linked the Telegram group. Is Telegram still the best way to access this material?
2: Yeah, it's where most of it is. There's people that spread it out to other places, but the telegram is like the, the core spot. Excellent. Now, Etchen, what is your relation
0: to White Rose?
1: So I'm a huge fan of decentralized activism. And so when I discovered the White Rose, I began running into the, the stickers at conferences and at uh, at Liberty events And so, uh, over time, I became, uh, one of the, one of the admins of the White Rose reached out to me. It's completely decentralized. There's no, you know, there are some admins, but there's no head of the snake for the government to chop off. And became, uh, through the relationship with admin, became, uh, in the admin group and then decided because I liked it so much, I like to do, you know, what I like to call culture jams, Banksy esque. Uh, you know, decentralized, uh, you know, versions. And so what I did is I came up with something that we call the White Rose Mucho Grande, which is a free file of posters that anyone in the world can download and then put up uh, a poster uh, exhibit in a a coffee shop, uh, a university commons, Uh, you know, you could, you could do a kind of gallery showing of these posters. And these are some of the posters from my book, government, the biggest scam in history exposed. And just as a refresher or, or, you know, something for people that are, you know, kind of new, uh, I'm the author of this book, government, the biggest scam in history exposed, where, uh, you know, we're, it's really a book designed to kind of wake up your friends, your family, and your colleagues. And and we use a lot of visual techniques that bring people to insight much quicker than trying to explain it to them or bring them to it, you know, a much deeper insight. And one of the techniques that we use is we use the technique of visualization. And with visualization, you can take something that was invisible to the population and make it visible. And so, you know, one of the examples that I like to use is, you know, if you, if you try and tell your family and your friends that there are six media organizations running hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion that there's all these different information sources in society, you know, they may or may not believe you. But if you show them a media ownership chart Then all of the sudden, they're like, oh, my God, there's six media companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion uh, that there's all these different information sources in society. And because they saw it with their own eyes, they come to a a much deeper understanding. And it's almost like boom. And it's like, you know, know, most of society does not know that this is that, that this dynamic is going on. And so when, so we've already, you know, kind of beta tested these posters. We've had them up at the, uh, at the greater reset in Marilia, Mexico. We've had them up at, uh, at freedom fest in Memphis, Tennessee. We've had them up the conscious life exhibit at, 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 in Los Angeles, the porcupine freedom festival, the Liberty forum and others. And it stops people in their tracks. I mean, they literally just, they're like, what is going on and all of the sudden, you know, it, it sparks a conversation or it just, you know, uh, it just, you know, kind of really, o- you know, um, uh, opens up a dialogue or it just instantly brings them that to that moment of uh, of, you know, of insight of, oh, something is going on that I didn't understand was going on. And so it's been so successful in that, that, you know, one or two or three or 19, we have 19 different posters covering a variety of, you know, different topics that I'll take, you know, the audience through here, uh, but, you know, well-placed you know these can be seen by thousands and thousands and thousands of people including people that never ever ever would have encountered this information online either because it's being censored or because they're just not looking at those you know types of media outlets And so we realized, you know, by, you know, baby testing this at all these different conferences, some of which aren't even, you know, uh, liberty oriented conferences, that we had a hit. And so uh, so we uh, we launched it officially at Freedom Fest uh, and, uh, you know, to great uh, fanfare. And uh, it was it was a very, very big hit. And so what I'd like to do is I'd just kind of like to take some of the audience through some of the, you know, some of the posters and when you actually have the poster on the wall and people can kind of like go up and, you know, take a look at it, then it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're able to kind of, you know, get this detail. Uh, but, you know, here's just some of the. uh Before, the before
0: from- we get into the specifics, um let me ask, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got, just so I got this clear, the White Rose Mucho Grande is available as a digital download?
1: Uh, yes. So we have the the pictures available at artofliberty.org forward slash white hyphen rose and you can see all 19 posters and you can download them in either uh, a pdf or you can download them in a high-res jpeg and you can either have these printed you can have these like if you have access to a uh, a large format printer plotter at your university or at your company you know you can uh, you know print these out yourself you can have them printed out commercially. Uh, in the uh, government uh scam store at government scamcom forward slash store we sell them at i think it's like five percent over our cost just to be able to you know kind of get them out so you can either order in the individual posters or you can order uh you know the the entire set uh and then you can you know we're 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 kind of challenging uh freedom activists around the world to find the most innovative places where these are going to get the highest amount of visibility. And so, you know, one activist, you know, could could impact thousands and thousands and thousands of people by just getting this into the into the right uh, right location. And so we're decentralizing resistance. We're in the same way that the White Rose has gotten these out in dozens and dozens and dozens of different countries, in dozens, in, in you know thousands, or if not tens of thousands of different places. We now have, you know, we've got the ability to make the exact same impact with these posters.
0: Awesome. So, okay, show us some of the details then.
1: So, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the six media companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries. I just want to just zoom in and just give, you know, some of that example, you know, here's uh, news corp, which, you know, runs Fox news, but many people don't realize it. They don't just own Fox news. They own have 175 newspapers. They own magazines. They own internet properties. They own satellite networks. They own television programming. They own t- television production. They own film companies. Uh, You know, uh, uh, ABC or Disney is on there, too, that owns theme parks and ABC News and Time Warner. And you can really, really understand this, how a small handful of people can really control, you know, the you know, every almost everything that the population sees by being able to just put the right editors and reporters into place. Now, the second one that we have is another visualization. I wanna be clear too, I did not uh, create all of these visualizations. I am a curator. And so this visualization right here, for example, was done by Swiss Propaganda Research. And what we've got is we have uh, a small handful of organizations, the Bilderberg Group, the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission. And they have maneuvered their editors and reporters into the key either publisher positions, editor positions, or reporter positions at dozens and dozens of ostensibly independent media outlets. And so uh, these three organizations, if you're not familiar, uh, as one point of reference, Jeffrey Epstein was a member of all three organizations to let you know what kind of people that we're dealing with. Um, And so now you can begin to now people can kind of begin to wrap their mind around how a large scale media propaganda operation like the COVID or like 9-11 might be uh, being communicated uh, through these organizations, which are getting their members together uh, on a regular basis in secure facilities around the world. Now, um, you know, if we zoom in, uh, to just to, you know, take a look at the, uh, the organizations and some of the people involved, where you see a C that's a council on foreign relations member, where you see a T that's a trilateral commission member, where you see a B it's a Bilderberg member. And so when you zoom in and take a look at the, the detail of the, uh, of the, of the posters, you can, you can see, and then everything is referenced you know at the at the bottom of the posters now these three organizations the council on foreign relations the trilateral commission and the bilderberg group well it's not just the media and so this or, this next visualization was done by a group called the fund to restore an educated electorate this right here is is a little bit out of date i believe this was done in 2010 but what you're looking at uh, right here is you're looking at a uh, you're looking at the same three organizations have maneuvered their members into dozens and dozens and dozens of the most of the power positions in the uh, the U.S. government, from the presidency to the vice presidency to the Federal Reserve to the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, to the head of the FBI, to the Federal Reserve System, to uh, members of the Senate and the House of Representatives, uh, the 9-11 Commission, the uh, major universities and colleges, and really kind of one of the most interesting things in here is there's also the banks. And so the, the banks who are probably the biggest beneficiary of government through their ability to engage in fractional reserve banking. So, so our kind of core thesis in the book is it's the, it's the, the banks are, are one of the key power centers on top of an organized crime system that's, that, uh, that went and lobbied and bribed Congress in 1913 to create the Federal Reserve System. The Federal Reserve System backstops these money center banks to engage in something that would be essentially impossible at the scale that is being done today, but engage in fractional reserve banking where they're allowed to create money out of thin air. Uh, And we believe that they're providing, in the case of the media companies that we just saw, these companies, certain companies that are operating as a cartel, with unlimited fractional reserve dollars to buy up and consolidate their own industries, starting with the media, which is why you see the amount of media consolidation that you see today. Now, some of the posters I'm about to take you with, it's not just the media that they're buying up. They're essentially buying everything up. But it's in this, these three organizations and the World Economic Forum uh, that you see – these, these bankers uh, being able to participate in organizations that are connected to the, either the, the upper tranches of the media or every power position in the, in the United States where they're meeting regularly in secure facilities around the world. And so when you hear people talk about the deep state, this is the deep state. Now, most people have never seen the deep state, and I I don't really like using the deep state. I use the term intergenerational organized crime, and I think that that's the term that unlocks all the locks and and kind of makes it it, it, an understanding of what's going on. But the fact that these banks are able to engage in this fractional reserve banking, even though it's inflationary and stealing the value out of everybody's money, well, there's two analogies that I like to use if I have a dollar and you, dear uh, viewer, have a dollar and we have the only two dollars in the world and a bank or a government comes along and creates two additional dollars, uh, I've been reduced from 50 percent of the – we've both been reduced from 50, owning 50 percent of the world's wealth to owning 25 percent of the world's wealth. And the bank has come along and essentially counterfeited or stolen 50 of the, percent of the world's wealth. The second analogy is just imagine you're playing Monopoly and the banker is reaching under the table. He's cheating and he's reaching under the table and grabbing $500 bills out of the bank when nobody's looking. Well, at the end of the game, who owns everything on the board and who are renters and debtors? And so that's really the kind of the thesis of government, the biggest scam in history. And what we're doing is is that we're you know showing some things that tend to uh, you know if not prove then definitely suggest this is a, an area that needs to be in, investigated. If the government wasn't you know uh, seized by you know these these assets or these these organizations. Now most of what we just saw. Was the old school media, television, film, uh, newspapers, radio stations, Uh, what about the new media? And so what about the algorithmic censorship of the DARPA, what I like to call the DARPA internet? And so this visualization uh, and this poster visualization was, uh, came out of Racket News and Matt Taibbi, who did an investigation into what has popularly become the Twitter files or emails that were released when Elon Musk took over Twitter and gave a small handful of reporters access to the emails between Twitter executives and the executives of either governmental organizations uh, uh, big tech media where the where these uh either government organizations like the cdc or big or or the media were being given takedown orders to take down certain journalists certain ideas certain keywords shadow banning so they're sort of turning off the ability for certain things to be shared and so that's now come out publicly through both these, the, the, the Twitter files and the revelations of the House of Representatives Committee on the Weaponization of Government. And so what we're looking at right here is we're looking at who's doing the censoring. And it's essentially a network of foundations, uh, NGOs, um, uh, big tech uh these are just some of them. There's some obviously some some very recognizable names here. It's Google, it's Facebook, it's uh TikTok, it's Twitter, it's Instagram, uh, it's the it's the uh, uh Google News Initiative, uh it's the Rockefeller Foundation, uh it's the Gates Foundation, uh it's uh George Soros' Open Society Foundation. On the NGO side, it's Wikipedia, you know, which is really another kind of big tech, you know, could fall into, you know, either one of these different buckets. But now you're really able to kind of understand how information can be censored either algorithmically on the Internet, which is, you know, that's not a it's not a theory that this is being done. This is now, you know, kind of, you know, been been proven and the kind of the cat is out of the bag. Or through this monopolization of the media, and so people come, you know, to this, uh, to this, uh, this greater understanding when they can actually see it. Now, I mentioned that, uh, you know, that these or that the that what it appears is going on is that the banks are providing certain firms with unlimited capital to buy up their uh, industries, and so now we have a different uh, uh, visualization showing the banks buying up the other banks. And so what you're looking at right here is a visualization that was done in 2021 where you've got third, where back in 20, 20- you know, people don't realize, you know, back in uh, 1990 to kind of 1996, there were 37 leading banks in the world, okay? And now that number has been reduced uh, to just four, and so, you know, a lot of people don't they don't even remember, you know, some of these names like, you know, Bank One or Travelers or Washington Mutual, because now they've all been, uh, you know, essentially, uh, uh, you know, uh, rolled up into Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America and Wells Fargo. And so uh, so, again, it's something that most people didn't realize that was going on or if they did, they really just didn't understand, you know, the kind of the scope. Uh, the scope of what's been going on. Here's another uh, example of the what I like to call the monopolization of everything. Uh, it's the defense industry, and so uh, I don't know exactly when this when this one uh, started, but we're looking at 30, You know, we're looking at 34 different defense contractors that have now been rolled up into just four. So Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, and Boeing, and so just a just an absolute kind of tremendous, tremendous, you know, amount of uh, of, uh, of uh, monopolization. One of the most troubling in the uh, in the in the series is this uh, visualization uh, by uh, a professor of, uh, I think it's food security out of the, I think the university of Michigan named Philip Howard, and he studies the seed industry. And what you're looking at is you're looking at a small handful of companies that have been buying up and consolidating, consolidating the foods, the, the, uh, the, the, major seed companies, uh, in the, in the country, uh, led by Monsanto, which has now been acquired by Bayer, and by, uh, a company called Cortiva, which is the uh, marriage of Dow and DuPont. Now, funny, but those four companies all have something in common. They all used to make poisons, and some of them still do for the military. So, uh, Bayer famously made, uh, you know, was uh, made uh, uh, poison gas in World War One. Uh, Monsanto made Agent Orange, which was used to unethically uh, defoliate Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Uh, Dow makes Napalm. Uh, uh, DuPont uh, also made Agent Orange and is, is, is also a weapons manufacturer for the government. And so one of the things that's going on is that some of these companies have either p- patented genetically modified seeds – including a kind of a seed called a terminator seed, which, 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 which does not produce a viable seed for the next, uh, you know, uh, uh, the next uh, growing cycle. So the way that it works right now is, you know, what most in, with conventional seeds, you know, you, you have your harvest and then they do something called a seed cleaning and they save a portion of the seeds and then replant those seeds, you know, the next year. Well, Monsanto has developed a seed called a terminator seed that does not produce a viable seed for the next growing cycle. You've got to go back to Monsanto and buy those seeds again and again and again. And some of these crops that Monsanto and some of the others are uh, developing are genetically modified and have been linked to uh, harmful health outcomes in humans. Uh, most notably, there's a, there was a major paper published called the Cerlini Paper, and we cover that in Government, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed, where rats were developing massive, massive tumors, just, just literally tumors the size of golf balls hanging off of rats. And you can see some of the, the, you know, the pictures of that in Government, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed. But uh, when you see this level of monopolization by the companies that are that are developing it, it, it appears to be that they're going for, uh, you know, uh, control of the food supply. And so, uh, so that's really the, you know, what we're doing. And so the the other. You know, aspect, I guess, of, of what we're doing too is we're backing up everything in all the major claims in the book, talking about decentralized resistance on this little flash drive, credit card size flash drive that we call the Liberator, including all of the White Rose Mucho Grande posters, all of the White Rose Mucho Grande labels and everything that anybody would need to, uh, to carry on a White Rose campaign in their, uh, in their community, as well as uh, you know, the PDF of the book, important documentaries, short videos, dank liberty memes, truth music from the, the liberty movement's leading artists, uh, just uh, you know, everything that's disappearing off the internet, we're making it, uh, not only are we making it uh, uncensorable, but we are we allow and encourage. Once you in, a, in and also in the spirit of decentralized, uh, you know, opposition, anybody that has a liberator flash drive is not just uh, allowed but encouraged to make copies for their friends, colleagues, and neighbors. And we give you the stickers so you can buy low cost flash drives off eBay, wrap them up. Copy them to those flash drives, give them to your friends and family that kind of look cool with the with the little labels on it. And so we're decent. You know, it's again, the, the, the theme here is we're trying to decentralize resistance uh, and so that anybody can hit above their weight in opposition to this uh, organized crime takeover through the banks
0: awesome stuff and as i th- i think we can all see uh, any one of these visualizations can lead to a lot more elaboration and really spark conversations with people kenny i assume you've had a chance to see some of this uh, mucho grande in the in the wild as it were what's uh, your experience with people's reaction to it
2: um i think i've only been in one place with howard when you set him up and uh, the greater reset. Um, so it's a it's a good audience. Obviously, most people, there are going to be a little turned on to these things. But it was a lot of people that were pretty new to the information. And it seemed like every day for the five days of the conference, there was at least a few people, well, every time I came by, just kind of standing there looking, you know, just taking it in. So it was, yeah. With a few, only a few hundred people at the event, having a few people standing there pretty consistently throughout is i mean—that's a great reach, you know, one percent at a time. Basically, it, it certainly, it's certainly—it's the type of visualization that lends itself to deep study.
0: It's not the kind of thing you just glance over, right? Um, we've
1: had people—we've had people stand there for over an hour and just go over. <laughs> we've had people take like like a lot of people—they take uh, photographs uh you know to study you know further at home and you know it's very hard to kind of walk by it and not go what is going on here and so uh so i think that you know it it lends itself to being in a in a coffee shop or in uh you know a kind of a university commons or a gallery setting and now anybody can do that in their uh hometown
0: Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, Well, people can absolutely check this out. I know that there will be people interested in this. As I say, our previous conversation was quite popular on uh, the visualizations that were there in Government Biggest Scam in History, so I I assume people will be interested in this and they can go check this out. Tell them once again where and how they can find this information.
1: Uh, The book is available at government-scam.com. Ah, uh, you can actually download everything on the Liberator for free, including the posters and the and the uh, the stickers at uh, government-scam.com/liberator. Uh, you can find our our uh, our startup, voluntarist Think Tank, the Art of Liberty uh, Foundation at artofliberty.org, and you can find all of my writings at artofliberty.substack.com.
0: Excellent stuff. Well, I hope people will check it out and follow those links. Obviously, the links will be in the show notes for people who uh, need to to find them. So um, I think we'll leave it there for for now. But um, there's a lot more to talk about with regards to this subject and about this approach. So I'm looking forward to hearing the feedback from people in the audience who have used these visualizations to spark conversations with people. And uh, I think there will be some interesting conversations to be had. But we'll leave it there for today. Etchende le boite squared. Kenny Pallarentano, thank you very much for your time today.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much, James.